another episode of the Unrepeatable Show, baby, with your host, Nicholas Daly. I know we've been away for a minute now. It feels like months. It's actually been two months where I've actually dropped a podcast right now. And that's been because of football. Been back in the grind, man. Been back in the grind. It's hard to make podcasts during football season, but going to try to catch you guys up here on my life a little bit here and uh, what it's been like these last three months and what the podcast is going to be like for the future here. Hope you guys are having an amazing summer wherever you guys are, either in Regina, Saskatchewan, where I am, home of the Rough Riders. We're doing pretty good here, three and two. Um, let's go back a little bit, I guess. Last time we guys were talking, we had Vincent on the channel, and that was right before camp, right before Rider Camp. Went out to Rider Camp in... Some music playing. Went back to Rider Camp on in May. That even feels like a long time ago. It's been two months probably. May, we're in freaking July here, almost August. But May Camp, man. May Camp, we were fucking just grinding. Like grinding just to make a roster. We had like 90 guys come up there. Went up to Saskatoon. We had to stay in the dorms, which is always a nice thing, staying in the dorms, man. You get to meet the dudes, meet the new guys coming in. And just bond. Bond together during a fucking... A time where it's kind of new everybody's going back to college basically we're all going to the dorms we're staying together we're there for a month everybody's away from family regardless of who you are really maybe the odd guy who had a family in saskatoon maybe 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 Husey, maybe Husey. but the rest man everybody's away from home everybody's freaking just trying to make a team and trying to bond together man like that's where friendships are made that's where long lasting freaking yeah long lasting friendships are made my man like that you meet people there that will be your friends forever and which which is the shitty part is because at the end of camp man you got it you got just cut days right every day every week there's a few guys that get cut and sent home and sometimes that's your buddy it's one of the worst situations you got to go through but man in my fucking situation we fucking we uh, i made it to the last cuts but even then man like like it was the last day and they said if you don't hear your name till like 10 o'clock bro you're good so like 10 o'clock came around. I was just been sitting in the room. Some people were boozing before, right? Regardless if they were freaking to make the team or not. Just as a celebratory thing or as like, shit, I'm getting cut. Maybe it might be my last time playing football. But man, I sat in my fucking dorm there, bro, till like 10 o'clock at night. And it was fucking just, just stressing, man. Like I had a good camp. Like I did my thing, did my responsibilities, didn't fuck up. Had two good preseason games. But it doesn't matter, man. Like when you're fucking in a professional football league bro it doesn't matter if you did your best it's just or not sometimes the coach doesn't fuck with you or sometimes you just don't make the system work or sometimes you just it just they don't want you right so there's freaking 90 dudes i think 90 80 dudes that come down we got to come down to 55 like 10 on the practice roster and we only dress 45 so even if i think i did good you know what i mean i was just sitting there till like 10 o'clock at night thinking man fuck am i gonna get the text am i gonna get the phone call right so I literally just sat there, waited all day, just tried not to think about it. But right when 10 o'clock came and I didn't get any text message, I was like, man, fucking made it, baby. Another year with the Riders, bro, which is really cool. You know what I mean? And it sucks how you got to – that's the process. You know what I mean? It's not like they text you and be like, hey, Nick, you made the team. You're good, bro. Don't stress anymore. It's like, no, they're trying to finalize the team and you're to all the way till 10 o'clock on that last day. You know what I mean? Like guys are getting cut at 9 p.m. You know what I mean? So it's like, fuck – Great run, 10 o'clock, nowhere. We were like, yeah, we fucking we made the team, bro. Me and my boys in my dorm there, we all made it, which is awesome. Because last year, I remember we lost a dude at some point, which is fucking shitty. Because they just, like, they send an equipment manager and just knock on the door, right? And they're like, 
come bring your uh, playbook and everything to see the general manager. And just like, they don't tell you right there, but just right there. And then you know, you know, you're like, you're about to get cut. Because it happened to me in Winnipeg my first year. In fucking Winnipeg, man, I was there to the end of the year. And then out of nowhere in like the first practice back from a bye week, so the equipment manager came up to me and they're like, hey, this coach wants to see you here. I was like, okay. And in my mind, I knew something wasn't right. You know what I mean? Like when they do that, you just know something was right. So I feel like everybody kind of goes through that in life and like football at some point in their journey, they're going to get cut unless you're just the fucking dude and they just keep you and keep you and keep you. You know what I mean? But got through camp and made it to the fucking regular season game. And one thing I want to say about camp and the team is the, we got a close team, man. Like the Riders got a close team and especially on the defensive line, we got a fucking really good defensive line with Anthony and Pete and Cox and fucking the boys, man, Miles, DeMarcus, Sharpell. We're fucking, they're eating, man. They're fucking dogs. And what's a cool part about it is that all those guys were there last year, except for Cox, I think. But, like, man, Cox fits in, like, crazy good. Fuck. So, like, we're just, it just feels like the best team atmosphere I've been around. Like, being a part of this group of guys, man, it's, like, it's crazy. It's, like, it's just a, it's a family atmosphere, like, on the field, off the field, like, to the dorms, to hanging out together. It's just, it's a really cool vibe. And that's one thing I want to say about the team is that, like, it's really close-knit team, which is sick. But two games in, I think we were, what we, we are, we're like week seven right now. Fuck. Crazy. Week seven, we're doing an unrefutable podcast too. I know you guys have thought I would have had a lot more people on here, but it's hard when you're practicing and doing all that shit. But there's also another reason we were called, what's it called? Um, first two weeks of the season, week one, we played Edmonton. It was a really close game. We got that goal line stand. It was fucking amazing, right? We fucking won the game because of the defense right there. Next game, we played Winnipeg, right? And I fucking, we, we were having a good game until half halfway point. And on the halfway point on an outlaw as a punt return, I just got, I was running back towards my dude. And I just got laid out by one of my guys. And I got a conk. And that's been one of the main reasons why we haven't been on the podcast too here. Because right that second, I was going to do it at some point in the regular season. Like the first, second, third week when I had time on my hands to like do something. But man, as soon as week two came, I got fucking concussed by... One of my boys on defense, I mean, one of my, yeah, defensive boy, fucking, this was on special teams, it was on outlaws, I was just returning, I was trying to get my guy, trying to fly by him, and my boy was blocking another dude the opposite way, and we just ran into each other, he just domed me right in the freaking temple, and I've never been concussed, so at that point, I just kind of like, it, it just phased me for like a second, like I was on the ground, and I got up, and I looked at Rod, I was like, oh, okay, let's go, I'm good, I'm fine, you know, <laughs> and then I go to the sidelines, bro. I go to the sidelines and I sit down, right, to catch my breath because you always got to catch your breath after special teams. And, man, I was just fucking, I was just sitting there, right, and literally just sitting there and, like, just kind of chilling. And then normally I'm a kind of dude that, like, the coach is up. Like, I'm on special teams. I'm on all the special teams, right? That's kind of my thing. And I'm normally, like, always beside coach because special teams always happens, like, every 30 seconds, every 40 seconds. So you just always got to be attuned to the game and know what's going on, right? So at one point, I was just sitting on the fucking bench after that hit, and I was like, okay, cool. I'm playing football. And I'm like, in normal normality, I would never be sitting on the bench just kind of chilling like that, not caring. You know what I mean? And out of nowhere, they were like, field goal, field goal, right? Or a PAT, PAT, because we got a touchdown, I think. And I ran out there, and I was kind of like, okay, cool. We're running on the field. We're doing our thing. You know what I mean? Like, it went through the motions, kind of like just chilling. And then I just, after that PAT, I went back to fucking sit down again, right? Like, okay, everyone will sit down. And they were like, kick off. And I was like, cool, kick off. And I was like, oh, fuck. I got to go fucking 
back on kickoff because I'm like, kickoff. I was like, okay. So strapping up my thing. I'm running out. I go out there looking. I'm just like looking around, man. Like, this is cool. And then my response beyond a kickoff is like to go run through someone's fucking face, right? So I was like, I know, I know, I normally do that, but in this play, I was just kind of like running, jogging, sprinting. I grabbed onto my dude. I was like, cool. Oh, there's a returner. Maybe I should tackle him. I'll tackle him, right? Missed a tackle. And at that point, it was just at halftime. And I was like, no, something's going on because I don't even feel like I'm me. And I feel like there's this shit going on that I just can't control. And I was just not going through the motions. It was so fucking weird, right? I just felt like there was this haze around me. Like I was fucking, like I was playing myself in a video game almost, or I was just like, telling myself what to do it was so weird so i went up to the trainer i was just like yo yo yo, cat you want to check my eyes here because like normally i, I that's what i thought with like, your concussion or something fucked up with your head they just they would look at your eyes and see if you're good or not and so i was like okay if i'm good i'm good all right maybe i'm just fucking got a little tw- like a stinger in the head there but <clears throat> i go up to her and she looks look at the eyes and i'm like she didn't say anything at the minute but i went back inside i was like okay she didn't say anything should be fine so I go to the locker room, just kind of sitting there, like sitting there. Normally, I get my shit ready. We're retaping our shit, all that stuff at halftime to get ready for uh, the second half. I'm just sitting there chilling. And then they come in, hey, Doc, want to see you? He's like, why does the Doc want to see me? And then and I was like, okay, I go in there. And then we go through the concussion test protocol. And I'm like, yo, I killed that shit. I'm fucking fine, right? Put me fucking back out there. And they need me. And the doctor was like, nah, no, Nicholas, you're concussed. And then as soon as he said that, I started like randomly fucking crying. Right? Like, bro, I haven't cried in a long time, right? Like, maybe since my grandpa passed away or something, but I just started crying. I was like, no, you can't do it. You can't do that shit. And then out of nowhere, I just kind of says, like, what is going on, right? Like, why am I not playing, right? And it was just the weirdest thing. I couldn't stop crying for, like, half an hour. I was just sitting in my locker crying here and there. And in my mind, I couldn't tell what the fuck I was crying about. That was the weirdest part. I was like, I don't know why I'm fucking crying, but I was crying. And then I was just like... Some dudes were in there, like, Shave Shave was like, yeah, that's sometimes concussions make you cry and shit or make you emotional. And I was like, bro, what the fuck is this shit, right? Because I haven't really had a concussion, like, in my life, I feel like. I mean, maybe, like, a little sting there and there that I kind of walked off, but this was something else. So, I li- and then after that, I kind of just sat in my locker for the whole second half, just it didn't feel like it was a long time. It felt like it was five, ten minutes, bro. And then all the guys came in after, and they're like, nigga, why are you still fucking sitting there? And I was like, fuck, I don't know. And I kind of took a shower, got home, and then, yeah, I got diagnosed with concussion week two versus Winnipeg, and that was just a really, really shitty time in my fucking life because last year I had to go battle through fucking injuries, man. Like, I just, not injuries, but I fucking tore my labrum last week. Last year in, like, week 10, I had to take, like, half the season off, man, and had to re- basically half the whole half the season I wasn't playing, and I just rehabbed the fuck out of it to come back for this year and be stronger and better than I ever was. And out of fucking nowhere, I get concussed week two, bro. Like, that shit hit me hard, bro. And especially when I fucking, when they said you couldn't, like, watch TV, you can't go on your phone, you can't do anything. You just lay there in the dark. And I live in a basement suite. And it was just, like, one week and two weeks of fucking just not doing anything. Like, I was just laying there, just, just not even just thinking in my mind, just processing what my future would be like or processing what's happening. Like, maybe overthinking so much shit, bro. But it was just, like... Couldn't look at my phone, couldn't even edit my podcast shit, couldn't do anything I really enjoyed and liked, couldn't work out, couldn't even move around. It sucked. So the first, because I had like this pressure headache and this sharp fucking headache that was just rank all across my fucking head. But after the first two, one, the first two weeks after I got away with the the lights, because I'll, I'll shout out to one of our um, therapists, Brooke, he got me on to eye training. And eye training is where like we started off by putting um, tape on the wall and I would just like 
sit there and have my eyes just locate the tape up and down there and there. And then we'd pull like a picture of a gorilla and a fucking um, lion. And I'd go up and down from like visuals with my eyes. And honestly, doing that for the first three days really helped my eyes towards the lights. Because when I looked at lights the first two weeks, I just had this massive fucking headache. Like, just massive headache. I was wearing sunglasses. It was just like, I was just in my mind. I was like, what the fuck is this bullshit? Like, you know what I mean? And then the, oh, the worst part, bro, I didn't even bring this up. It's like I couldn't sleep for the first two weeks. So I was just like, every I would go to bed at like 8, 9, and then I'd wake up at 11. Wake up at fucking 1. Wake up at 3. Wake up at 4. It was like every two hours I would wake up. And that shit, and I wouldn't just wake up like groggy, wake up like loaded, ready to go. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? So during the day, I would just die out at like five, six, then go to bed at like seven and then wake up at nine, 11, two, three. It was like probably the worst, worst two weeks, but somehow your body adapts. You just kind of get used to it. Right. So I'm like, okay, I'm getting my two hours, getting my two hours. So I'm feeling kind of okay. So week three comes around and we get the activity going and then they put me on the bike and first fucking eight minutes on the bike, I got a massive pressure headache. I'm like, I was about to fucking lose my mind. But because I was just like, okay, I got away from the lights. I'm good to go, right? Like, put me on the fucking bike. And then this massive pressure headache comes back. So, like, okay, we're taking it slower. The next two days, we're just biking. And then after the bike felt fine, we went to the running, like, kind of jogging. But as soon as we went jogging, I was just like, my felt like my brain was just bouncing up and down in my fucking skull. So I was just like, what the fuck? It's like you do good progress on the bike. You're like, yes, yes, yes. Let's go fucking jog. And then you go jog and it's like, boom, nope, you fucking suck. You can't do that right now. And I'm like, wow. And then you just got to go home and sit there and like wait till tomorrow to try again. It's not like you can go home and rehab your fucking injury because your brain. So that was one of the worst situations. But at the point where we got to a point where I got to the damn elliptical to try to bounce my head around a little bit to jogging, to sprinting, to running, to doing all this shit. And just this last week here, last week and a half, I've been fucking feeling amazing. You know what I mean? So it took me around like three, four weeks to shake that whole concussion, which is crazy, man. And anybody who's gone through a concussion, they probably know that it sucks. Like it feels like you're trapped in your mind in a lonely place. You know what I mean? Because you can't do anything. You can't go run around. You can't do what you wanted to do. You're just kind of sitting there waiting to get better. And I know people rush back, and that's fucking, if I could have rushed back week two, week three, I probably would have, you know what I mean? Because I just love the sport. But they're being smart and being like, hey, Nick, nah, you got to take a couple weeks. But, like, fuck, every week I'm in there like, yo, I want to go, I want to go, I want to go. But they're just giving me another week or two here on the fucking six game to make sure my brain's okay. And then hopefully we're back at it. But that's one of the main reasons why we took a fucking some time off man because just the concussion like i didn't even think about the podcast like anything it was just trying to get better trying to make sure my i was okay as a person because it was like one of the hardest months in my life right there but we fucking we battled through it i had a really good support system with doctors fucking shout out jordan huge amazing doctor i'm talking to right now really good guy man fucking shout out our fucking assistant staff on the riders our athletic assistant staff on the riders i would say Cat to Brooke to Quinn to Greg, man. They've been helping out. They're a great system, man. We even got to a point where we fucking got like the VR goggles, and I'm looking in, into the VR goggles and just following this point, right? And it would tell you how good you are, how you how you're doing, or if you're not sleeping well. It tells you everything. So I think that was really cool. And the process, the process of getting back taught me that to love the game. You know what I mean? Like shit, this can leave you out of nowhere. Even though if you trained your ass off all off season, you're doing your thing. Boom, you could just like could just flash so in my in that process i would just tell myself like you know what i mean i am fucking grateful 
to be a professional football player. Regardless if I'm not playing right now, I'm just grateful to be in this situation. I'm grateful to be where I am in my life. And I just, that's when I got to that point in my um, recovery, it went, started to go really fast. Because the first week or two, I was like, fuck, I can't believe this is happening. I'm down on myself. I'm just saying all this bad shit. Like, someone's going to take my spot. Fucking, I'm, almost if I don't come back. You know what I mean? So, but as soon as you realize you get your out of those dark thoughts, man, and just put good thoughts in your brain and be like, yeah, man, I'm grateful for any opportunity I'm given. I'm grateful to be a professional football player, even though I'm concussed right now and I can't help the team. I'm just grateful to be around everybody. I'm grateful to be around coaches. I'm grateful to be around these players. And it just kind of, I swear, as soon as I was doing that in the eye training and just taking my time and not pushing in, it just, it really helped out. I'm at a point where I'm fucking feeling like a killer right now. So, like, in a good way, obviously, on the football field. But, like, I swear I got injured around 222, and now I'm, like, 235, faster, stronger. You know what I mean? I just, the little break with the fucking head, put some weight on, man. But it's going to be some good weight. Just got to get back into into like really running shape so i've just been grinding on the bike grinding on the fucking running grinding on the field you know what i mean just getting back in football shape because it's been three four weeks of my concussion so nobody knows the special team grind of fucking only the guys on special teams do the grind of punt and outlaws which is punt return what we call when you have to go out there and run 40 40 50 yards against some freaking athletic freak and then run off the field for 30 seconds and then go back on fucking punt return and then guard the same dude that you were just going against it's crazy. The teamers got this some crazy lives, man. I'll tell you that. So shout out to any teamer out there, either in high school, college, or uh, pro, baby. Yeah, so let's get off this concussion topic. So fuck, I know it's just too much. It's too depressing sometimes, but anybody who had a concussion, you know you can feel exactly what I said. So yeah, that's the time off, the grind back, got the grind back, baby. And yeah, one big thing, too, that I got back into with, um, I didn't get back into it. I've been doing it this whole year. But as soon as I got hurt the first week, I kind of got off of it. Was my um, <laughs> was um, my manifesting? You know what I mean? Like manifesting your goals. You know what I mean? Like you could sit here and maybe talk to yourself a little bit and manifest. Like there's w- different ways of manifesting, but the way I do it is in a writing goal format, right? So I go down, I sit down, open my journal, and I have ten eyes, right? So ten eyes. I am. I will. I. I will. I am, I drive, right? I drive myself to be great. I will be the best. I am financially free. Like, stuff like that. I got my own, I forget the other seven because I just write it down on a piece of paper and then I do it from there. But that's, I'd say, I think that's a great way of um, doing your goals. Like, a lot of people put their goals on like, hey, by this time, I'm going to be the best fucking football player. Or by this time, I'm going to have this much money. Or by this time, I'm going to do this or do that. But, the brain doesn't think like that, right? The brain is like, okay, at that point, we're supposed to have it, right? But if you tell your brain that you already have it, you know what I mean? It almost tricks your brain into doing it faster or always thinking about it. I can't, I can't even figure it out, but it's like, if I tell myself, like, I am financially free, even though I'm not financially free right now, it says I'm going to be financially free at some point. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm almost motivating myself to be financially free. It's not like I'm setting a goal date, like at this point, I'm financially free. I'm going to be financially free because at that point, man, you're just going to be setting dates back. You're going to push back. You're going to be procrastinating every day. So if every day you say, I'm fucking financially free right now, you know what I mean? With the money in my bank, I am financially free. You know what I mean? I am a millionaire. You know what I mean? I'm not a millionaire. I'm going to be a fucking millionaire. I am a millionaire. You know what I mean? At some point it's going to happen. I don't need to tell myself at what date it's going to happen. It's just going to happen at some point. And I'm telling myself right now, you know what I mean? 
speaking shit into existence is massive. You know what I mean? It might sound stupid as fuck, but like if you do it, bro, I trust me. It makes you feel a different kind of way. Trust me. It'll be great for your mental health. Just try it out. Even if it's not like writing it out, maybe just sit here and be like, I am a millionaire. I am the best person in the fucking world. I am the best football player in the CFL. I am financially free. I will be the best fucking parent. I will be all this. You know what I mean? Like, just things that you want to accomplish in your life. Like, just say you already got it. Because your brain doesn't work in, like, ways that, like, hey, I'm going to get it in that in that point in my life. If you just say you got it now and you're working at it now, it, your brain tricks you into making it happen. Trust me. One thing I wanted to get into was my bunny. So, it's been a minute, too. So, it's probably been May. So, May, April... I guess we haven't done a solo podcast talked about myself lately because we always have fucking um, guests on the show talking about them. But in May, right before the right before camp, or April, actually, it was April. Whenever Easter was, Easter Sunday. This Easter Sunday this year, either April, I think it was April, we got a bunny. And, like, an actual bunny rabbit. You know what I mean? And that's the reason behind this is because me and my girlfriend, we were just looking for for something that was not like a dog we wanted a dog like something a smaller dog but we didn't want to be able to take that much care of it and always have to be have somebody here and always fucking checking in on the dog and always doing something with it so we we started off like i think last year we bought a hedgehog right so that was our first purchase we bought a hedgehog and we realized the hedgehog sleeps like 18 hours a day and you could only really hang out with it or pick it up for like an hour or two and it doesn't really run around just kind of sleeps on you so it's like a lizard almost so it's not like the most social pet out there, right? So a year later, we're going to get into pet. A year later, yeah, around April, we're going in to get food for the hedgehog. And uh, my girlfriend Sarah sees the freaking bunny. And she's like, oh, my goodness, look at this bunny. And I'm like, fuck, we already had a hedgehog. You know what I mean? And but it's only tw- and I was like, but it is only 20 bucks because it was a surrender. So they surrendered it. Like some family surrendered it at five months because it was chewing way too many cores, they said. And I was like, ah. Oh. Chewing cord sucks, but that sucks. But, like, 20 bucks for a bunny. And then Sierra was like, please, like, it'd be awesome. Like, it's so soft. Like, it's just like a cat. But we could also keep it away if we have to go somewhere. Because it's not going to be, like, like as bad as a dog. You know what I mean? So we freaking, we freaking, I tell her, let's think about it. Let's think about it. Let's go home. Let's see where we can put the thing, where we're going to do it with it, right? And around, like, two, three, maybe six hours later, we decided we're going to do it. And we just, we got the bunny. So Sierra cleaned up the back room uh, under the stairs and made this huge, like, bunny rabbit area for the thing, man. And it's just, like, it's got its own pad, man. And the cool part about it is it just kind of roams around with you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't got him out, out right now because he'll chew all these podcast cords, but he's just, like a, he's just like a cat, I feel like. You know what I mean? He wants to be cuddled. He wants to be affectionate. And he wants to do all that stuff. He'll jump right on on top of you and just be petting him for, like, an hour. So that's the cool part. And he doesn't really, like, he's not loud. He doesn't bark. He doesn't do any of that stuff. And if we need to leave for a couple hours, we just put him in the back, have his water, his food, we'll be back. You know what I mean? I feel like if you did that with a little dog or something, they'd just freak the fuck out. You know what I mean? Like, let me out of here and all this shit. But, yeah, man, the bunny's been good. The bunny's been fucking great. And if anybody has a bunny out there, shout out those bunny parents because they've probably wrecked a thousand of your cords by now. And they have wrecked a thousand cords for me, probably. But we've we've been smart and taped them up now, and that's that's the only thing, really, just the cords, man. He just loves chewing shit. He's a bunny, you know what I mean? Like he needs to be out in the grass and doing his shit. But yeah, we've been enjoying that. I wrote down here, fucking summer's going by way too fast, way too fast. But I think that's just because of me, because I've been just grinding football. Like for me, my 
full-time job is football, right? So in our full-time job starts in May and goes all the way to October, November. So really, like, we're just busting ass, and I think we get one day off after the game, and you really don't really get to think it's summertime right now, but it really is. Like, I'm just noticing Craven happened. Um, what else happened? Um, Stampede. Saw all this shit going on. See my boys going out to the lake, all this stuff. And I'm just like, don't even really think about it because I'm so focused on football and so focused on doing what I got to do, right? Because this is, this is the funnest job in the world, man. You get to play a fucking sport. Regardless if we're just smashing kids every day, it's like we're sore every day. But you're playing a sport and it's fun as fuck, man. So I'm just trying to make sure I'm just spot on on all my duties and just ready to go when fucking the time's called, right? So maybe that's why somebody's going by so fast to me. I'm so focused on football. Oh, it's a good uh, This is one, two thing I was talking about. Taking photos and videos more. So one thing I've been focused on is taking photos and videos. I try to be like a photo of the day or like a video of the day, but I'm not going to post it on Instagram and say all that stuff. I'm going to be putting it in like files and just kind of like have them for the whole year. So like when I can go back on them and be like, what was my photo of the day? What was this video of the day? I want to have more memories, man. One thing I'm noticing is I don't have enough memories. You know what I mean? So bought a hard drive, trying to take photos and videos wherever I go, bro, and just take videos and, and freaking pictures, man, of your loved ones, of your friends, your freaking animals, all this shit, because life's going by fast, man. Like, I'm 25, playing pro, and then swear to God, five years ago, if you asked where I was going to be in this position, I wouldn't even believe it. You know what I mean? So should have been taking way more photos back then all the way up to here and videos all the way up here because i look back on some videos and photos i'm like shit should have took more bro because that's really cool to look at you know been working a lot on team b true north ballers if you guys see true north ballers on instagram that's me only me and the only creator on team b man so fucking give it a like give it a share go fucking follow on instagram man we are on we're on threads we're on twitter Bro, we're fucking, we're just trying to like showcase Canadian athletes out there, man. And we're getting coaches and we're trying to grow this big ass thing where we're going to have like coaches in different sports, like professionally coaching groups of kids. You know what I mean? I feel like in Canada, we don't have like in the off season, let's get a group of like 10 wide receivers and grind all off season you know, for high school kids or something like that. You know what I mean? We're 10 D linemen. Let's just work on pass rushing all off season. So you're solid. Like when I was in high school and fucking elementary man there was none of that i would have to search up shit and go do it on my own so that's what we're trying to do with tmb i know i won't go too deep into it because you guys see it so much on my shit and the quote of the day what will be the quote of the day that's one thing too i'm going to talk about um on the unrepeatable show i want to post a quote of the day so i did this project too with um, my father he went out and took a bunch of pictures of signs around saskatchewan area Regina area, and I basically photoshopped all of them with um, quotes. So I would take out the sign that was originally in there, and I would make my own quote to make it look like it. You know what I mean? So I've been getting really big into the quote of the days and shit, so can't even find where all my quotes of the days are. But I'll just come up with one on the spot. Quote of the day, be yourself. There's nobody better than yourself. Regardless of what you think or what you see online, man, be yourself, bro. You are the fucking man. You are the fucking woman. You are whoever you want to be, bro. But be yourself. Yeah, man, that's the best quote of the day I can give you guys. Um, how long have we been on doing this right now for? I don't even know. 
But it's a short one. I just wanted to shoot a quick podcast and let you guys know what's been going on in my life and basically what I plan for the future here. Like I said, we'll be posting a lot more motivational videos. I mean, motivational pictures, actually, not videos. But if you guys want videos, let me know. And we're going to have a lot more people on the fucking podcast. We're going to have a lot of rioters, a lot of Saskatchewan riders on the podcast, a lot of people around Regina, a lot of freaking business owners, and hopefully some firefighters and police officers, honestly, too. We got, we're got reaching out to a couple of people here. And if you even feel like being on the Unrebutable podcast, just comment below or email email us. Email us at unrepeatableshow at gmail.com. Yeah, man. Love you all. If you guys freaking love the show, just download it. Leave some love, like, subscribe. Do y'all things, bro. We're on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Music. Okay? Peace out, y'all.